Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. Well Played's goal is to have conversations to help educators see and understand the power of play by making learning immersive and fun. This is Well Played's 10th episode. We're super excited about that. Uh, and to get this convo started, today I am joined with an old friend, Carrie, and we are on today talking about the big game over sign at the end of the year here, or maybe we could just call it just how to wrap up your games at the end of the year. So let's introduce ourselves. Carrie? I am Carrie Wacom. I'm the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade extended resource program teacher, special education teacher at, at South Middle School in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Awesome. And once again, I'm Michael Matera, author of Explore Like a Pirate. And I just absolutely love talking playful learning. So happy to be on here again. And this is Carrie. This is your second episode. Yes. Love having Exciting. you back. Happy uh, to be here. So let's dive into this topic of, you know, ending a game. Uh, just for the listeners out there, just to remind you that Carrie and I both do year long games so this is uh this is really big uh but i think a lot of what we're talking about would still be applicable even if you were just doing a, a small one one unit uh wrap up because a lot of the components a lot of the, the the components of the recipe for this uh would be the same no matter how long the game was cooking for yes so uh i'll start for me okay. A uh, big wrap-up uh, end of the year question I always get when I go present and do PD is, what do these kids get? You have them slaving away, doing side quests <laughs> all year, working, you know, breaking their backs. You must be like buying them a, you know, a new iPod or something like that. And <laughs> I'm like, one, I cannot afford that. And then two, uh, no, I uh, literally... All I give away at the end of the year is this old school arcade top 30 players, you know, thing that gets immortalized on my website and it'll just show the top 30 in the realm. And then what I do is I have two leaderboards, one frozen in time for every one of the school years that I've done Realm of Nobles. And then I mm -hmm. have this other one that I love. It's the living top score. So I combined all the years and mesh them and see, you know, does do are you carry able to knock somebody off from last year, you know? And then I have kids that like come back and check. Kids will find me at the beginning of the next school year and says like, "Oh man, I was like 29th and like some of the kids this year knocked me off," <laughs> you know. And I have other kids that are like, "I'm still in fifth, you know, after five <laughs> years of doing this." Uh, so your living scoreboard, you mean that's ranking of all students or all teams? All students in the top 30 from all years, I mean, put together. So there's only 30 slots. But I it's never all, thought about doing that. All years I like mesh. that. Yeah, that was, that's so fun. Uh, it's fun also for me to like update at the end of the year just to kind of reminisce from in my own <laughs> in my own mind about like, oh, yeah, like look at Fina. She's still up there. Yeah. Um, and it's really not that hard to level it out because I think another thing that we're going to get into tonight is kind of this, we have these hidden points, right? So mm -hmm. especially if you're having a longer game, you don't want it always to be public points at all points because then you're going to 
be able to calculate out, oh, we can never win. You know, like there's only a quarter left and we're down by 10,000 points mm-hmm. kind of thing. So in my game, how I sort of mitigate that problem is I have their XP's public. They know it at all times. That is a large chunk of the game. But then I tell them this undefined value. They do not know what it's worth. But I keep telling them all year that I have these badge points that are a hidden mm-hmm. value. So all they know is more badges is better. But they don't know, is that going to be 10,000 points per person? Is that going to be 1,000 points per They don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will admit to you, I use a little bit of that unknown value to balance my game year to year. So if this year, every year my game gets a little bigger, there's a few more badges than there was last year because I like came up with more activities and I had more time to design badges. So if I just kept the formula the same for what badges equal, you know, like every year these kids would be my top scorers because they're going to earn more badges probably than previous years. Mm-hmm. So that unknown factor allows me to dial down the value in some respects of badges so that there's some parity between that first class where I only had, you know, 15 badges for the whole year (laughs) to to now I think I'm up to like 40 badges you can earn, you know. Um, So it really works to have this combined, you know, total. Um, And I think it is fair for students. Mm -hmm. And again, as we talk about gamification in general, it's not their grade. So, you know, if it's not the most fair or perfect system, that's all right. Uh, but to be honest, students never really figure that out because it's an un, unknown quantity um, and they love it. I mean, like there are kids that are working their butt off to, to try to get up into the top 30 for this school year uh, and they're they're hoping to be on the living leaderboard, as I call it. I like that idea. Yeah, my students work for just a big, it's like a, I don't know, like a three by three or a, a, like a three eight by tens together poster of their name and then the theme behind it with their in the year that they won on my wall and that's that's what they work for you know so I have one up there right now um until there'll be a second one soon on Wednesday they, they started counting up their points today and I revealed the undisclosed values of of items it was a huge it was a huge deal um I was um like even as they're counting and they're they started to wanted to trade and, you know, interact with each other and like wager things, what they wanted to do with things. And then I had to put a time limit on it. I'm like, okay, two more minutes to trade and then you're done. And so students who didn't know what the, um, so I have XP, we call credits because we have a galaxy Star Wars theme in my classroom. So they have XP, but then they also get like Yoda cards and then there's a Han Solo card and then there's um, a Jedi card and it's been an undisclosed value the whole school year and it's killed a few students are like, come on, you got to tell me how much is it worth? How much is it worth? It. I'm like, I can't tell you. I can't it's tell you. very powerful, you know? And so the trading at the end, you know, right before I was going to close trading, they were like, should I trade this card, Mrs. Buckham? I go, I don't know. It's worth a lot. Do you want to trade it for five points? I don't know, you know? Um, so that was super fun. It was also fun to, it's, it's fun to get to the end of the game. I think it's, um, I'm going to get off track here, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. I think, you know, I think a good game design could, a game could end and never have a close like what we're talking about and still be highly successful. But to have this kind of ceremonious, you know, um, end where there's a, there's a winner and people get to 
take note of their accomplishments. You know, you kind of get to take inventory of your accomplishments and, um, and wrapping it up, it adds just this really, um, meaningful value to the game. And it just adds this extra element of there was importance to what we did. And it also gives us as game designers, um, street credit, you know, for our future students, like, you know, by wrapping it up and bringing things to an end. Um, last year I took stat, I took like some stats on everything that went on in my classroom and that was super fun. Like how many points we had, how many points all the students had earned together and how many credits and how many this and that. And we kind of had like a whole like end of the, like a wrap up of like, this was our stats of the year. And that was, that was really fun. That's a really cool thing. And I you know, love we, it. We, that, yeah, that... I, I, I might go back and do that. To, I might go back and do that um, tomorrow. Like this many Yoda cards were earned and this many, you know, this many properties were bought and, you know, and, um, but games it was really are, fun. G- games are all about that. Like at least video games, right? Cause they don't, yeah. they don't have to keep track of it. So this is the downside of us, right. us doing it. Cause we're not a computer, but that there is such a value in those kind of data points and those kind of accolades. Even that, even those micro, they're called micro leaderboards when you're talking about the non, the main focus. Um, mm-hmm. But those are data points that are so fun to like report out. And I love your example of kind of the, the, the best use of big data, if you ask me, right? When you can like combine all those totals together and kind of say like, you know, this for me, like a whole house will earn like 400,000 XP or something, you know, it's really cool. To like mm-hmm. combine all that and say, you know, geez, like together, all your work got mm-hmm. 400. You don't get to 400,000 XP by just Carrie being the best student in the grade. Like, right. Nope. Like the whole class really had to help get to that point. Yeah, it was, it was, and um, you know, to that note too, it was super fun. I mean, I work with fewer students than you do, but, um, sitting there and watching the kids, um, count points. So XP in my classroom, they earn it for student skills. And then as they advance their student skills, hopefully they're working towards more 21st century skills. And so I use the undisclosed valued points to reinforce those really high level, good problem solving, resilience, um, showing just grit and, um, those really, those skills that we don't always like, you know, reward in classrooms, but I use the undisclosed valued points, um, those higher worth points to, to reinforce those skills. Um, and it was really nice to sit, you know, to sit and watch the kids all count up their XP and then to see the students, some students might not have as much XP, but they had a lot of those undisclosed, like those Jedi cards or those Han Solo cards. Or the, and I was able to sit next to them and say, my goodness, do you know how much you had to do to get that? And it was really when you, when, I mean, I think sometimes we forget that gamification offers us a lot of data also, like at the end, to so look through that and, I get my students for three years, which is also really awesome. So to see a student this year who would have had tons of just regular old XP last year, and this year he had XP and then he had Jedi cards, which meant he did more 21st century skills. He still had all those student skills really flowing and doing really well, but he was he had risen his skill level. And to be able to just sit there for that moment and have that quick reflection with him, um, and then to, to touch base with all the students and see, you know, their points really did reflect them as learners and where they were in the whole process of being, whether they were just mastering basic student skills or whether they were working towards more of those higher level um, worldly skills. It was really kind of, it was really awesome to see that, you know, in a gamified system, when you really pay attention to the things that students are earning, it really does give us data at where they're at with their skills as well. Yeah, I love that story about, you know, that growth of the student that you have, you know, year after year, but that, the, mm-hmm. you know, they 
kept the same sort of XP level, but then they, they added some of these bigger, larger pieces uh, to get the Yoda card or the Chewbacca card. Yeah, um, he didn't have any, as much XP, and we talked about that too, like, because we do Jedi cards, and I um, I start off with just regular XP at the beginning of the year. I shared this on the first podcast we were at, and then as I um, am able to reinforce the skills as just single points, um, students start to graduate into Jedi cards, which um, still gives them feedback on their performance period by period, but it's more delayed than a, here's a point, Michael, good job raising your hand and waiting to be called on. Um, and then they don't get payout until the end of the week. So there's a de- there's more of a delay once they've experienced the game, you know, and they know what it feels like to get points. Um, and so that student, that same student, we talked about it. And I'm like, you know, you really didn't follow through. Like your Jedi level wasn't that high. You know, maybe next year you can keep working on that. So it just offered a really great opportunity to to talk about, you know, what they can improve on. And I think maybe checking in more often next year now that I think about it will be good for goal setting and um, just keeping them um, hungry in the game. I had a couple of students this year that were that lost a little bit of interest that were really hungry last year. And so maybe checking in more and keeping them um, motivated and driven to keep that buy-in will probably benefit a lot of my students because it's a lot of, it takes a lot of um, energy. You know, you probably see it too with your kiddos. It takes a lot of energy and grit to maintain that level of performance and that level of desire in the game to continue. It's a lot of endurance to it is. Um, that to is, keep it up all year, all school year. Yeah, it is one of the things that I absolutely love about it, though, uh, about gamification. Yes. I think that that's such a good skill for our students to to practice, and mm-hmm. it uh, again also translates really well into kind of the real world setting i mean like kids that are able to sustain that level of effort do end up doing better in the game right Mm -hmm. i mean so there's that natural like oh i don't like that i'm 37th on a leaderboard well have you done a quest lately Mm -hmm. no have you done the adventure path no i bet you all the 36 people above you Mm -hmm. (laughs) have oh yeah do you have time this weekend yeah i could probably tackle two or three side quests I bet you no one else is going to tackle two or three side quests. Like, why don't you go do that? Right. Um, but you're right. To you know, to maintain that level is not easy, and it's something too. As game designers, we have to think about in our course too. And again, I think that that maps perfectly over education. As game designers or teachers, we have to think about how to sustain that effort in our courses, even if you didn't gamify, right? Like, absolutely. And I think it's a poor thought for us just to say, well, they have to do this. So, you know, they should just be doing their homework. Like, no, like, I think we should design a better system, you know, and I think gamification affords us that. Um, As far as like more tips to wrapping up kind of the end of the year or end of the unit, I want to touch upon a few of the things that you mentioned. Uh, One, you talked about... uh, Throughout the 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 unit or the course, you know, not telling people these badge points or these these cards in your case points. Um, just a tip for everyone, and Carrie sort of mentioned it there. I love hyping these things up. So just because you're not going to tell them, doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll be in the middle of a simulation. I might say, hey. Today, one of the things you can earn is Miltiades helmet, this badge. And I, you know, 
Guys, I, I got to be honest. I don't remember if it's the most valuable badge, but I, I guarantee it's like <laughs> top three, right? Like, I'll intentionally say that sentence. I know exactly what rank that badge is, but it's just more fun to sort of drop. Like, I'm not certain, but whew, I know it's top three badges of this year. Like, so you're going to want to get it. How you, how you get this badge today, right? And then you insert the way to get it. And just like Carrie, I usually use, I hate to call these things, but soft skills, for most of my badges, it's the things that we have a hard time assessing and putting a grade on. And in the school I teach, it's it's <laughs> you have to be very accurate with your grades. <laughs> I teach at a private school, so um, you know attaching soft skills to grades would never fly. But in in sort of my heart of hearts, I think it's I think it's the most important piece of grades personally because. Um, this will sort of translate more to student success. Academic, Absolutely. I mean, there's literally tons of studies that show you academic performance does not necessarily lead to real-world performance. So, you know, I, I think these are the things we should be assessing. But the only way I can kind of get that in is with mm -hmm. the game. So just something to remember that, like, it's okay to hide those values, and but it's still important to sort of hype up the hidden value right? That mm -hmm. this is an important badge. So I like that you mentioned that. Uh, I think that's a good tip. The other thing uh, that I really liked you, you're talking about in your game is the value of closure. Mm -hmm. Don't just get lazy. You have designed a sweet three-week unit or you've designed an awesome four-quarter game. Don't just say like, bye kids. Yep. <laughs> Look. Resist the urge. Resist. It, take it to the end. It's just as fulfilling to you as it is to them too. It, it's just it's 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 so meaningful. It is. Um, and I have had you. I mean, resist the urge is the perfect <laughs> statement because <laughs> I mean we've all been there. Like the game's done. The kids have done well. They've scored well grade wise. They've scored well game wise. And you're just like, sweet. We've made it to summer. And you want to just say goodbye, kids. But take that moment. Design one more awesome day in your class and have kind of a wrap-up ceremony whatever you want to call it um, do some of the big data throw together a PowerPoint you know put up a slide that shows you know 1.5 million total points earned in the realm you know break it down uh, if you can remember some of the like awesome things that happened just do oh, like, that's a great idea just do a walk down memory lane that's that's typically what I, I do I, I put together this little PowerPoint I do some of the big data you're talking about and I try to sort of go through and I, and I try as best I can to, to hit everyone in the room. Like, you know, Carrie, I remember when you did that one awesome side quest. That's fantastic. I usually mention the five or six people in this class that made it onto the 30 person leaderboard mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be immortalized. So I really say like, you know, kudos to you. That is fantastic. You've left your legacy, you know. Um, it's a great idea. So, and these... I mean, putting all that together took an additional, like, I don't know, 25 minutes of my time. But like you said, I mean, I've done that now, I think, three of my five years. And mm -hmm. it is so meaningful to those students. I mean, some kids have cried. Like, I've choked up. You know, like, because you're talking about, you are talking about an experience, truly. Mm -hmm. And and it, I, if you haven't done it, it's hard to picture, but it is best described as an experience. It's a journey. And these kids deserve, at very least, some reflection over that journey. 
mm-hmm. let alone recognition. Um, yeah. And I, and I would say too, I mean, I remember, um, last year when I went to full year, cause when we, before I went full year, it was all team-based games and now it's all individual. I was really nervous about having just a single winner, but it's really worth it. Like it, it, you know, the kids are resilient and they can deal with, you know, whatever losses there are, or whatever setbacks they may have had, because the kids really do know what, where they faltered in a game, you know, um, but it's important to have a winner. And um, I'm happy I pushed myself through not being worried about kids feelings, getting hurt or um, sadness about loss. But when it came down to it, the kids always have surprised me every single time. And they're always congratulatory and happy for the winner and um, happy for themselves too. And, um, and deep down inside, they know what they could have done differently to win or, um, and are happy for the winner. Last year's race was super close and it, the, it was the unknown value cards that ended up breaking the, the winner, the tie. Um, so, but they were, their kids are resilient and they really do, you know, as much in life as we give trophies to everybody, kids really do want a winner, you know, and, and I think they're happy for each other when, um, cause that's what they're competing for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is we get it wrong when everybody's a winner. Yep. Um, the reality is that kids know and want a winner. Like it, it waters down the experience for the, yep. for the, the top tier if everyone gets a trophy kind of thing. Agreed. Uh, and I think the honest, the more honest we are with the students, the more authentic the game is to sort of real life in terms of those hard stop moments like that, the the more authentic they can be with themselves. Like you said, they can actually reflect and say, well, I shouldn't be first because I didn't do yep. those three quests that weekend. You know, like they can clearly see a difference between their performance and the others. Yes. Um, and it's not devastating, like you said. A lot of my students that are in, we'll say, the bottom half of the leaderboard know full well that most of them could be higher on that leaderboard. They're just choosing to put their time elsewhere, just like any other hobby. Like, I have kids that are awesome at soccer, but that's because they're on three select soccer teams. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's what they do all the time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the kid next to him is like, well, I want to be awesome at soccer, but don't put any effort into it. You know, like, these kids get it. It's It's reality. Um, on that note, I was going to say another thing to suggest for anybody and everybody, no matter how long your game was, I strongly recommend doing, uh, end of the unit or end of the year, whatever the case may be survey. Um, I get so many, I don't know, good ideas from students. So many sort of minor course corrections that can make my game better next year. Um, and it helps me know if, if everything I talk about is true, to be honest. Um, I just did my end of the year survey last week and out of the 90 students, I only had one out of 90 that mentioned the leaderboard in a negative connotation, you know, and like Every time I present, I mean, that is like a number one question I get out of teachers is, oh, like, you know, public leaderboard, you know, my kids would hate that. Mm -hmm. One out of 90, like you find me something else in your classroom that only one out of 90 complain about. Like, I mean, and (laughs) I, I think 
no lie, probably 35, 40 kids out of 90. Number one thing they listed that they loved and would possibly want more of was competition. Like, I couldn't believe it, but they were like, it makes it fun. It mm-hmm. makes it rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. they like, and they get it. And they, one of them even talked about how, like, they like to celebrate those that achieve, right? So, like, but for there to truly be achievement, there has to be something at stake. Mm-hmm. So, I just think it's interesting. So, don't miss that opportunity. Um, I asked, too, is there anything you'd want me to change about my game? Anything you'd want me to add, take away? Um, and I tell the kids all the time, I have designed this game, but I have never once played this game. I have no idea what it's, what pressures you have on you. So like Mm -hmm. those pressures make a perfect item idea, you know? So tell me what's like something you're like, oh man, I really wish I could blank. Tell me that blank because I could just make an item that would let you do that. It's a great idea. So, you know, don't miss that opportunity as well, because that's that's data for you to to improve and tweak your game. Um, I think all in all, uh, I think, like we said, everything we talked about here could be used at any level. You know, you're using for one week unit Mm -hmm. or the year long game. But uh, if you were to get, you know, leave one parting you know, top idea that they have to do to wrap up their game successfully. What what advice would that be? Oh, um, to wrap it up successfully, I think, you know, I think allowing some mystery until the very end was really powerful for me. Like having that undisclosed value. Once I added that, it gave me a lot of power as a game designer to to keep things even and keep kids hungry. Um, but I guess the only thing I could think of is, is to wrap your game up, take that time, even if it's just to add up XP and, and declare a winner, don't feel pressure to, to do everything that we've said tonight. Um, we've been doing it for years and it's taken us a long time with me. It's, but especially, I mean, I think gaming comes naturally, more naturally game design comes more naturally to Michael, but for me, um, take, take the elements as you are comfortable with using them, but end your game and celebrate your game and celebrate your players and, um, celebrate yourself, you know, listening to them come to an end at your game also fills you up with, um, energy and, um, and rewards you for all your hard work because you get to see the students be proud of themselves and happy for their achievements. I think that's, I think, no, I think that's a great, <laughs> great suggestion. I mean, truly that lives up to the podcast, right? Like we're talking about endings here and take the time to do one, you know? You've been so intentional up to this point in your game design, mm-hmm. you know, and this is an opportunity to meaningfully recognize key players and key moments. So I, I would echo the same as you, Carrie. That's take that time, do it right. Um, this that's that's a moment that separates those naysayers of game gamification that just says you're tossing points at people, mm-hmm. or you know you're just badging out everything this is a moment to prove that it's about a meaningful experience. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, so take that time, make that connection to your students. They'll come back. They'll love you for it. Or in Carrie's case, in some of your cases, you have those same students next year. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you set that tone of a meaningful experience this year, they're Mm going to come back and, and learn from those data points you gave them. And they're going to care about your new game. Yeah. 
you know, thinking too, if, you know, if there is concern about leaderboards, I mean, there's, it's great to have a champion, but even just like fun certificates might be great to hand out to at the end of a, of a, a gamified unit or whatever. I survived the blah, blah, blah game or, you know, <laughs> you know, giving certain recognition to certain components, you know, I rocked at the mini game, da, da, da. So you could also have fun that way with, um, showing recognition at the end of a game. But I think declaring a winner is, you know, is really important too. It is. Imagine, I mean, right, to just put it in perspective, imagine playing one of those five-hour weekend-long cottage games of Monopoly and then somebody just saying, like, ah, it's time for bed. We're all done. Uh-huh. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. I put five hours into this thing. Somebody, I don't even care if it's me, somebody's going to win this thing. Right. I was thinking of a marathon. Imagine running, like, 20 miles and having worked out for, like, how many months you have to prepare for a marathon and that mile marker 18 or 20, they go, well, you know what, we're done. No matter for you. We're no just going to stop. We're, just, we're done. Yeah. We're just done. Good job. You know? Yeah. Thanks, that's, Race. That's nice. <laughs> well, Kirito, before we wrap up, let's just do a little uh, reflection time here. Uh, today we have a quote by Seneca, the Roman writer, very famous writer. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we, uh, what we take from him. Uh, Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Let's relate that to our, our chat today about ending up our simulations and our games and our activities. I mean, I, I, I think it, you know, I think it speaks to me as a, as a game designer, but it also speaks to my students. I mean, I feel like just those moments I share with, you know, reflecting with my students, I've given their game is end, but I've given them a new beginning to work towards now. They know um, they have new goals for next year. I have new goals for them for next year. And for me, my game is over. My game is over now. But now I get to start thinking about next year and how how am I gonna what am I gonna do next and what am I gonna add on? Because um, this journey has brought me so many lessons, and now it's exciting to take those lessons and um, apply them to next year's game and um, to do what's fun and creative and I love, you know, and keep building on that skill. So it's I exciting. I love how you tied it to your game. Um, my mind, when I first read that, my mind jumped to, I'm a sixth grade teacher, and right now all my kids are sort of lamenting the end of the year. I mean, they absolutely love sixth grade, and it's not just me. We have an amazing sixth grade team, um, and they we have an amazing seventh grade team, too. They just don't know it, right? It's just not, that's not the teachers they have right now. Right. So there's this, like super sadness that like they see the the last drips of sand in the hourglass of sixth grade and they're like no i don't want sixth grade to end um and so when i hear this quote i just you know think about sharing with the students you know that that you have a new fresh beginning right that, that like this ending is the start of something else um, but i love that you tied it to the to your own game too because that's so true too there's there's a bit of me that's sad to let these kids go. I got them right where I want them. They uh -huh. understand me. I understand them. Oh man, if there was a if there was a fifth quarter, like <laughs> I you know I just think we could do so much with them. But the reality is like, oh man, I, there's lots for me to decompress about this year, break mm -hmm. down and you know tweak and change for next year. And and this moment, this this last strip of sand, is also a new beginning for me. And and what's what's coming and. You know, wow, like it works on so many levels. It does. That's awesome. Well, uh, thanks, Carrie, for, 
you know, a perfect ending to a, to a great podcast on endings. Uh, it was truly a pleasure. It's been wonderful. I, every time I get a chance to, to be on Well Played, um, I enjoy it. Well, I mean, you know that we're going to have you on Well Played a lot. I love. I hope so. I would love that. That's the whole point, right? Getting people together and building a nice community. So as always, everybody stay connected and share your ideas with us at Explore Like a Pirate or hashtag Well Played You or Well Played You's website. Uh, we are hoping that you have a great ending to your game and ending to your school year. Check out the show notes for more details and resources. Enjoy your week. Play on.